Welcome to the Screen the Screener College Basketball Podcast with your hosts, Mike Randall and Gus Kearns. Roy Williams is a crazy uncle. He's that crazy uncle at your family parties who always has to get invited, but no one wants to talk to them. And the newbie in the family, maybe the cousin's boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, gets stuck talking to them. Everybody else sits behind them, rolling their eyes, laughing and pointing, right? But you love that crazy uncle. You love him. You love him because he's real. You love him because he's there all the time. And every once in a while, when you walk by and you talk to him, he says something that's actually really deep that makes you think. That's why you have this affinity for that crazy uncle. A connection. Roy Williams is the crazy uncle among the top NCAA basketball coaches. That's what he is. He doesn't get any respect. No one tells him he's the best when you hear the top coaches across the country, who do you hear of? You hear Coach K, right? Of course, Coach K. You hear Bill Self. Oh, Bill Self. Hall of Famer now, Bill Self, down in Kansas. And you hear John Calipari, greatest recruiter I've ever seen. 100% greatest recruiter. That's who you think of. And old Roy gets ignored. You know old Roy, right? With the vertigo. You know people have used that in recruiting against him, right? My father-in-law has vertigo. It's pretty bad. It's a serious thing. It can come out of nowhere. But you've seen him have those spells where he falls down during a game or something like that. And you know in the cutthroat world people have said that. But if you look back over the last 15 years at Roy Williams' coaching career, he is by far and away the best coach of these four. That's right. Out of Mike Krzyzewski, Bill Self, John Calipari, and Roy Williams, Roy stands alone. Don't believe me? Let me show you why. Over those 15 years, and that's a significant date, we're going to start with that because Calipari started at Memphis, self started at Kansas. Krzyzewski, 15 years. I mean, he's been at Duke for so many years, you can take any 15 year period and just use it. And old Roy started at North Carolina, right? So that's a pretty significant date. From that point, here's what Roy Williams has done. Ready for this? Three Elite Eights. Three times during those 15 years, the North Carolina Tar Heels have ended their season in the Elite Eight. That's why I call them Elite Eights. Of course, they make a Final Four. That's also making an Elite Eight, but I'm not going with that. Their season has ended in an Elite Eight eight three times. Their season has ended in a Final Four once. Once. Their season has ended... In the final game, losing the final game, once, may remember that game, Jenkins, Jenkins, right, Grant Hill, and his season has ended in North Carolina three times with a national championship. So let me summarize. That means in eight of the 15 years, more than half, Roy Williams has taken North Carolina to the Elite Eight or beyond. Very impressive. And when he gets to the Final Four, He's won it three out of five times. That's 60%. That's pretty good, folks. That's pretty darn good. But it's even better when you look at the other coaches. Ready? Coach K. Coach K. Coach K has won 
two national championships during that time. Two. He won in 2009-2010, and he won 2014-2015. Two national titles. Excellent. Now as good as three. Two's less than three. My eight-year-old daughter can explain that. He's never finished the season in the final game. Never. Now, the Dukies will tell me, well, because when he gets there, he always wins it. Okay. That's fine. He's finished once in the Final Four and twice in the Elite Eight. So, I know what you're going to say, Duke fans. He's two for two with national titles. He's two out of three when he gets to the Final Four. That's a 66.6 repeating percent championship winning percentage. And he's gotten to the Elite Eight and ended twice. But it's funny, folks. I add that up. I got two, three, four, five. And that's it. Five trips in 15 years of Elite Eight or better. That's 33%. That's a whole lot less than old Roy's eight out of 15, more than 50%. Hmm. Moving on. Next, let's go to Bill Self. Ah, Bill. In that 15 years, 15 years he's been at Kansas, he has a national championship. The one over Memphis wiped his brow. Chalmers, Chalmers, right? He lost in the final game as runner-up once. That was 2007-2008. He lost in the final four, ended his season once last year. Only time. Only time 15 years ended in the final four. In the Elite Eight, he's been there five times. Five times. In 15 years. That's why maybe down Bog Allen... They call him the Lead Eight Bill. Hmm. That's not a good nickname to have. And listen, Self's been amazing. He's won 14 consecutive, 14 consecutive Big 12 championships. But the problem is when you get the best recruits and you have the best facilities and you're one of the top three programs in the country, you're supposed to win. Now, 14 years has kept the negative, the barbershop people. Remember the movie, movie Hoosiers, the barbershop? Those guys have quieted down because he wins the conference every year. So certainly if you get rid of him, which no one would ever do, but let's just say that some people back in the old, you know, barns, package stores down there in Kansas want to get rid of him, you're not going to win the Big 12. So right off the bat, you're going to take a step backwards. So he's job security. But it's interesting to note, he's gotten to the Elite Eight or better eight times. Beats Coach K. Remember good old Coach K? Good old Coach K, only five. He's won. Elite Eight or better eight times. Same as Roy. Here's the problem. Only three trips to the Final Four are better. Old Roy's got four. Oh, it's only one more. Yeah, Old Roy's got three titles. You only have one. And the one you have needed a big collapse from Memphis to get. Right? And he's had some really bad losses. But we'll get to those in a minute. Last one I want to look at. John Calipari. So Cal, during that 15 year time period, has been both in Memphis and Kentucky. He was in Memphis 2003 all the way through 2009. So we're going to start with those years. And he's been in Kentucky 2009 to 2018. Now, I'm going to tell you right off the bat, he has made the Elite Eight or better nine times. So that's more than Self. And that's more than Roy Williams. He's won the national title once, only once. But he was at Memphis. For some of those years. So you got to realize it's not the same playing field. He's got to the final game twice and lost. 
runner-up with Memphis in 2007, 2008. And by the way, guys, I'm not taking off the title because of the asterisks. I'm not doing that. I hate doing that. I hate doing it in the NFL. I hate. They got there. They got there. They did it. They did it. So I'm going to include it. You know, we can talk about the Hall of Fame with Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire with the asterisk. The problem is I saw them hit those home runs. They did it. Whether they're using steroids or not, I saw them do it. So you can't pretend like it didn't happen. I don't get that. So he certainly got there twice. He got there in Memphis, 2007, 2008. And he got there in 2014, 2015. Lost there as well in the finals to UConn. He's made the final four and ended his season in the final four twice. That was in 2010, 2011. And that was 2014, 2015. That's the one that stings. Stings a little bit, doesn't it? Wildcat fans. Big Blue Nation. Because that's the year you lost to Wisconsin. And Frank Kaminsky, a.k.a. Herman Munster. Right? And he's made and ended his season in the Elite Eight four times. Twice in Memphis, twice in Kentucky. So if you compare these four, I think Cal is the second best. Most accomplished. What phrase do you want to use there? Because can't argue the stats. He's made the most Elite Eights or better than these four. That's nine times. However, Roy Williams has won three times the amount of titles that John Calipari's won. And he's gotten there to the final game or better four times. Cal's gotten there three times. And he's gotten to the final four better five times, same as Cal. So if you just match it up, Williams wins. Crazy uncle. Old Roy. I love the crazy uncles. I like talking to those people. I search them out. I go to my wife's family. I search out the crazy aunts and uncles. I want to talk to them. You know why? Because they're funny. Because they're real. They are who they are. And that's what I love about Roy Williams. The reason he doesn't get the same respect nationally as the other three coaches, here's why. In that time period, over these 15 years, he finished sixth in the ACC, round of 32. Then he won national title. Then he finished second and again only went to the round of 32. So in three years, round of 32 and out. But I'm fine with that. I'm fine with reloading. You got to reload. You can't be great every year. I hate these people. I told you earlier in the podcast talking with Gus, these Villanova fans are like are devastated if they don't make the Elite Eight again. What are you talking about? This is life. What do you think? Everybody's supposed to be like, you know, John Wooden and the Bruins? It's not normal. You have three titles in 15 years. That's all you could ever ask for. Ever. Two is incredible. Three is insane. Moving on. He won Elite Eight, 2006, 2007. He won Final Four, 2007, 2008. He won the title, 2008, 2009. Then, NIT runner-up, they were ninth, 5-11 and 11 in the conference. I'm fine with that. If anything, it drives down the ticket prices so they can make them affordable, maybe. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with the reloading. I'm fine with the fifth place finish in 2014, 2015 before back-to-back NCAA division runner-up and NCAA championships for North Carolina. Fine with that. I'm fine with the 11-7 and seven season last year, if I'm a Carolina fan. Even they got their doors blown off by Texas A&M. I don't care about that. And that's what some of the others don't have. Again, self, every year. First, 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 13-3 in conference, 14-2, 13-3, 33 wins, 35 wins, 32 wins, 31 wins. It's great. But the problem is, Bill, during a six-year period there, you went Sweet 16, round of 32, Elite 8, national title runner-up. Sweet 16, round of 32, round of 32. That's a problem. 
coming off back-to-back losses in 2004, 2005, and 2005, 2006 in the round of 64. Remember that? Bucknell? Remember that? So that's the issue, is it's better to be great and then mediocre, and then great and then mediocre, than it is to be really good, really good, really good, because eventually everything's a baseline comparison, and really good isn't good enough. Not when you have all the resources, not when you get the top recruits. Speaking of top recruits, how about Dukies, huh? Number one, number two, number three, Zion Williamson. How athletic is he? Athletic. Big guy, strong. Block shots, dunks. What a highlight fan he'll be. Does that equate to winning? I have no idea. Marvin Bagley's pretty athletic too. But if you look at Duke, they have number one, number two, number three. R.J. Barrett, Zion Williamson, Cam Reddish. One, two, and three. Top three recruits. I will tell you this. If the Duke Blue Devils don't make the Final Four, you're going to start hearing some rumblings. You're going to start hearing some rumblings out of Chapel Hill. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Because they're not going to stand for that. No, they're not getting rid of him. I'm not saying that. But people are going to start complaining. You'll see some nasty columns. You'll see Coach K gets short with the media. Don't you love Coach K? Always shakes the hand really, really politely and considerately when they win. When they lose, eh, he's a little quick on that handshake line, don't you think? A little bit quick, huh? It's easy to be considerate when you win. Hard to be respectful, classy when you lose. And he's not bad, but, eh, you know, he rushes that handshake. When they win, man, he'll grab that hand, two hands of the opponent, shake it, look him in the eyes, tell him how great he is. Not exactly the same thing when they lose an old Cameron. Know what I mean? Didn't see him do that to Dennis Smith Jr. NC State came in, ending the game on a dunk. Didn't see that one. But Coach K, for as great as he is, look at this. Over a eight-year period, eight-year period from 2004 to 2012, listen to what happened down at Old Chapel Hill. Sweet 16, out. Sweet 16, out. Round of 64, out. Round of 32, out. Round of Sweet 16, out. Championship. Great win. 2009-2010. Congratulations. Sweet 16, out. Six, round of 64, out. Hmm. A lot of early round exits there. And I can tell you a lot of firsts and seconds in the old ACC during those as well. See, that's the difference between him and Roy. When Roy has finished first, when Roy has finished first in the ACC in the last 15 years, look at his finishes in the tournament. Finished first, 2004, 2005, won the title. Tied for first, 2006, 2007, Elite Eight. Finished first, 2007, 2008, Final Four. Finished first in the ACC, 2008, 2009, National Champion. Finished first, 2010, 2011, Elite Eight. 2011, 2012, Elite Eight. 2015, 2016, National Championship runner-up. 2016, 2017, first in the ACC, National Champion. When Roy wins the ACC, he doesn't bunk. He doesn't bunk. And that's hard. That's hard in sports. Teams lose all the time. They get upset all the time. Do you remember? Ask Kansas about Ali Farouk Manesh. Ask him. Northern Iowa. My wife and I going to Mariano Rivera Steakhouse. I'm like, we got to put on the Kansas game. Guy puts it on. It wasn't Mariano. But his son actually cleaned her table one time. Nice kid. Ali Farouk Manesh. My wife will never forget it. Never forget the name. Because I'm sitting there going, first is blowing up my bracket. And secondly, you got to be kidding me. He doesn't bonk. And not bonking is sustained success. Gus and I talk about sustained success all the time. That's not bonking. That's not blowing up. Add in a couple 
titles with that, and you got yourself one of the best careers ever. And what you got yourself is the best coach out of these four in the last 15 years. Let's keep going. Like I said, Krzyzewski, first in the ACC in 2003-2004, made the Final Four. Great job. First in the ACC 2005-2006, Sweet 16. Ah. Second in the ACC, round of 32. Ooh. Second in the ACC, Sweet 16. Ugh. First in the ACC, won the title. Great job. Second in the ACC, Sweet 16. Second in the ACC, lost in the round of 64. Ooh. Second in the ACC, Elite Eight. Second in the ACC, national champion. Second last year, Elite Eight. Good. Not as good as Williams, but good. Now let's go over to self. This is the kicker. Because you know all of these are first, right? He won the Big 12 every year. But we got two losses in the round of 64, three losses in the round of 32, two losses in the Sweet 16. And the one that's going to burn him is 2016-2017. Because they have Frank Mason. They have a great point guard. Big 12 player of the year. Graham was two last year, but Mason was really a cut above, right? Mason was also national player of the year, right? And they lose in Kansas City to an Oregon team without Chris Boucher. That's going to sting. That's really going to sting. Tough. Not that Oregon was super deep. Not they were fully loaded. Nah, that one's going to hurt. And Calipari's got a case here. He definitely has a case. Again, in Memphis, king of the little people there. But he's has an unfair advantage of having to not bonk. And he usually didn't. First in his conference with Memphis, right? Conference USA. Made the round of 32. Knocked out. That was a bad one. But after that, first in the conference Elite Eight. First in the conference Elite Eight. First in the conference NCAA Division runner-up to Kansas. First in the conference Sweet 16 last year before he left. Pretty good. Then with Kentucky. First in the SEC Elite Eight. Second in the SEC Final Four. First in the SEC National Champion. Okay, that's pretty good. Then he had second in the SEC Championship Game runner-up. First in the SEC Final Four. First in the SEC Knockdown Round of 32. That's the first one. That's a bad one. The one in Indiana. That's really, the, that's really the blemish on his mark. But it's not much. It's only one. And last year they were fourth. Sweet 16. So Cal doesn't bonk either. And that's why if you're going to be objective over the last 15 years, I'm not talking about the course of their entire career. Over the course of the last 15 years, old Roy is a crazy uncle. And he's the most accomplished and has been the best coach out of these four. No doubt about it. Calipari second, Apochashevsky third, and Self fourth. Can't put Self ahead of, of Krzyzewski because of the bad losses and only the one title that he wiped his brow against Memphis, right? And I notice that there's a difference there. There's a difference with these guys. I am not here telling you that Krzyzewski can't X and O. He certainly can. Obviously can. He's a Hall of Famer. One of the greatest coaches ever. But I will tell you that when I used to go to basketball clinics, I heard Krzyzewski talk. Mohegan Sun, Connecticut, heard him talk. Rick Majerus went, couldn't stop writing down plays and stuff. Hubie Brown couldn't stop writing down plays. Krzyzewski goes, right? And Krzyzewski says when his point guard makes a pass to his shooting guard or small forward, and that player makes a three, it's not that player's three. It's both of their threes. Really? Really? You got a packed gym full of thousands of high school coaches, and that's what you're going to do? No, coach. You can do that because you have talent. 
feature five-star players, and I'm fairly certain when R.J. Barrett throws an alley-oop to Zion Williamson and Zion Williamson dunks the ball and takes the backboard down, that's not Zion's backboard. That's R.J.'s backboard as well. You can do that. But I think that that speaks to the success and the struggles of Coach K. The success is he built relationships. He got in the head like a Phil Jackson did, right? He got inside the head of Christian Leitner, inside the head of Bobby Hurley, inside the head of your Nolan Smiths, your Quinn Cooks, right? Guys who have stayed there for four years, right? For a long period of time. And he got them to buy in. John Shire, right? The problem is he got sick of not getting the one and done, the five-star recruits. He got sick of it because Calipari was doing it and they were all competitive. Make no mistake, folks. All of these guys are uber competitive, crazy competitive. They're going to play cornhole at the family party and they're going to fight to win. They'll do whatever it takes. So he wanted to start getting that top talent because Calipari was getting it all. And look at Calipari's resume here in five years. Final four champion went out in the NIT, bad year though, 21-12. And NCAA runner-up, final four. That was it. And what's interesting is during those same years, Krzyzewski goes, sweet 16, round of 64, elite eight, round of 64. I want to point that out. And then he won the national title in 2014-2015, which was a nice job. But Quinn Cook was a leading scorer. That wasn't all freshman dominated. And that's my issue with Coach K. I don't think you can get inside the head of these freshmen in just one year. I think it's a black and white. It's a budget and bottom lines. I don't think it's about our shot. I don't think you have enough time to build our shot. I think it's about getting mine and getting to the league. And that mentality resonates with Calipari because Calipari is real. He's not pulling any punches. He's been the most outspoken person about one and done. He's like, I'm preparing them for the NBA. Let's call it what it is. It's kind of refreshing, to be honest. The old guard used to say, he doesn't value education. You know what? He's keeping it 100, as the kids say, right? Whereas Calipari keeps it 100. Krzyzewski's still trying to get us all to buy in. A little kumbaya, Okay. And that's what's made him great. When players stay four years, they're unbeatable. But if you just slap together a patchwork hodgepodge of, of, of talented freshmen, is it any wonder they don't gel sometimes? Is it any wonder they couldn't play defense last year? Mike Krzyzewski wants to play man. Gus talked about how Beheim has influenced him, and that's 100% true. But Krzyzewski didn't want to play zone. He went to play zone because they failed playing man defense effectively. That's it, period. If he wanted to play zone, he would have started playing zone. But that's what happened. And that season, no matter what you say, those Duke fans will say, we were one rolled shot away with Grayson Allen from beating Kansas and going to the Final Four. We could have won it. Maybe. Maybe. But let's remember, folks, that was a pretty easy trip for Duke, right? They played Iona in round one, weren't pushed. They played Rhode Island in round two with no big man inside. No big man. Wendell Carter Jr., Marvin Bagley. No big man. Okay. Then they played Syracuse, the darlings of the tournament, the 11th seed that most people thought shouldn't even be in there. And my issue with that is not that Syracuse made it. They can make it. But guys, if they've been 
up and down and underachievers or struggled for most of the year, how many games do you want to put together that's going to be really good? They beat TCU. They beat Michigan State. Best game of the year for them. Then they lose to Duke. Close game. So you would think that Krzyzewski would be able, with all the talent he has versus Beheim, to win that game. And he almost lost it. Then he plays Kansas. Kansas is solid. Not great. Not a lot inside. Just as Buki playing on one leg, right? And they lose. Ball rolls in and out. Went to overtime. But they should have killed that game. Look at the starters. How many pros they got? Wendell Carter. Marvin Bagley. Grayson Allen. Duval, Gary Trent. How many pros? They should have crushed that game. Kansas wins. Good win for self. And that's my issue. So I am fascinated. I told you about this. A lot of people say there's no storylines in college basketball this year. Baloney. Your storyline is can Coach K actually get a freshman-dominated team all the way to the Final Four or even a national title? That's really it. I don't want to hear about Okafer, Tyus Jones, Justice Winslow. Winslow came on the end of the year. Okafer was great for most of the year. Then he wasn't great in the tournament. And Tyus Jones had the tournament of his life. So that's not what you're going to have here. What you're going to have from day one is you're going to hear Zion, Reddish, Barrett. That's what you're going to hear. All day long, baby. And I want to see if Coach K, at the age of 71, 71 folks, his career record is 1,027 and 279. Incredible. But Coach K, at the age of 71, I want to see if he can relate to 18-year-old kids. I want to see it. 53 years difference? I want to see it. An old old Roy can. Because they usually don't leave an old Roy. They're not a huge one and done. Tony Bradley was. That was a mistake. But usually they stay. Marcus Page. Bryce Johnson was a senior. Stayed four years. Those sort of players. So I think old Roy's doing it the best. He's not Bill Self, who wins the Big 12 every year and then wipes his brow, hoping to make a Final Four again. He's not Cal, who's really good, who's really, really good. He's had more accomplishments than Cal, but I think Cal's too, and it's close. And he's better than Coach K, guys. Dukies don't want to hear that from me. I don't really care. Two titles for Coach K in 15 years, three for Old Roy. Four trips to the final game, two for Krzyzewski. Five trips for Williams to Final Four better, three for Krzyzewski. And eight Elite Eights are better, only five for Krzyzewski. I don't think it's close. I think it's Old Roy. I think it's Calipari. I think there's a chasm to Krzyzewski. And there's another little chasm to self. That's how I think it is. So on the Mount Rushmore there, that big head of Washington, that's going to be Old Roy. The Jefferson one, still looking forward there, pretty straightforward. That's Calipari. The Abe Lincoln one, that's Coach K. In the last 15 years, that's Coach K. And then Teddy Roosevelt, who's in the back there, and his face is somewhat obstructed, is Bill Self. Last 15 years, there's your Mount Rushmore. And just as the old wives' tale, I just learned this one. George Washington didn't have wooden teeth. That's not true. He did not have wooden teeth. Here's another one. The crazy uncle sometimes knows what the heck he's talking about. So maybe we should all listen a little bit more to the crazy uncle. Because in this case, the crazy uncle's got all the rings. Washington doesn't have wooden teeth. Old Roy hasn't lost a step. Roy Williams is the crazy uncle that we all love 
to have at our parties. And in this case, he's the George Washington of the last 15 years in college basketball.